1: And by EasternChristianMedia dot a broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's easternchristianmedia.com.
0: dot Glory to Jesus Christ! Welcome to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Lawyer, your host, and I wish all of you a blessed New Year. That's right. Today, September first, is the. First day of the New Year in the Byzantine liturgical calendar. This goes all the way back to the days of the Byzantine Empire. So today is the New Year in the liturgical calendar. But we also have a very significant day today, a very significant guest on today. As I've mentioned many times in our program, the Eastern churches, both Catholic and Orthodox, find themselves in our day and age at the epicenter of some of the most volatile and significant global issues of our day. And this is certainly true. In the areas of the Middle East, and for one particular group of Christians, and those are the Coptic Christians. We have a very special guest today to talk about what's happening among Coptic Christians, especially in the current crisis in Egypt. His name is Dr. Ashraf Ramallah. He's the founder and president of Voice of the Copts, a human rights organization with offices in Italy and the United States. He is dedicated to the Coptic cause and believes that his life's mission is to speak up for the oppressed Copts who cannot speak up for themselves hence the name Voice of the Copts. When he is not meeting with political figures and policy makers, Dr. Ramallah spends his time traveling throughout the country giving talks about the Coptic issue and explaining to the West the oppression against the Copts in Egypt. Dr. Ramallah was invited to address the European Parliament in 2010. He has done various interviews with Italian newspapers and appears frequently in Italian and Arab media. He is a featured author at AmericanThinker.com, FamilySecurityMatters.com, and CanadaFreePress.com. He's well known to the Egyptian government due to his advocacy for the Egyptian Copts as well as for the voice of the Copts' lawsuit against them on behalf of Muslim convert to Christianity, Mr. Hegazi and his family, 2009 to 2010. His career as an architect took him to work and live in Italy. At the age of 17, he had traveled to Italy to study architecture. And his personal interests are Egyptology and Coptic history in the period after the Arab invasion of Egypt in 655 AD. So we welcome to Light of the East, Dr. Ashraf Ramallah. Welcome, doctor.
2: Thank you very much, and wonderful introduction to my humble person. Thank you. Thank you very much. And also, thanks to all your listeners for this program. One thing I would like to just emphasize, one thing also, my article, it is published in Arthur Sheva in Israel.
0: Oh, very good. And where can people find out more about the Voice of the Cops?
2: Well, people can go to our website, www.voiceofthecops.com or, or they could try to contact us and we, we try to help anyone in looking for any information concerning the light of cup and how they fighting for almost, for over than 1400 years. They are in the border against the premises of.
0: Islam. So tell us what's been happening there in Egypt. We hear some things in the news, but not quite enough on the news, not enough accurate information, certainly not about the suffering of the Christians there in Egypt. So please tell us about that.
2: Well, the problem started about a couple of years ago when Egyptians started to rise against Mubarak. But everybody was thinking, or at least the Western media, bring this information as revolution and Arab Spring. From my point of view, this uprising started in October 2010 when Catholic Christian of Egypt had a permit to build a church in Al-Omrani. Al-Omrani it is an area outside of Jiza. Jiza is the second at most close city to Cairo where we have in Egypt the pyramid and the saints. So what's what usually happening in, in this part of the planet is that Christians they are under oppression and they don't have easy permit to build the churches. So when they give you the permit after 10, 15, 20 years of requesting, what's going to happen? They give you the permit, they ask you certain things. For example, they don't want that you put a cupola over to, to indicate that this building is a church. They refuse to give you a permit to put a bell to to ring bells indicating the beginning of a mass. Uh, they, you don't have to hold uh, to build anything like it. Any indication that's showing that this is a church. In this in this part, in this location, it, it seems like present their growing. When they start to build the church, in the, in the roof of the church, they start to build the Cupola. So, what happened when they were close to complete the church, the roof? Somebody from the city or somebody from the police, for enforcement, realized that there was a cupola on top of the roof. So they asked them to stop building. And Muslims, fanatic or extremists, whatever you would like to call it, they start to attack the church. And for the first time in in the last sixty years, cops start to go wild in ways that they start to ask for their right to build their churches. They start to protest. We went to the municipality of of El-Jiza and for the first time the Mubarak regime found itself in front of this protesting from cap. Uh If you remember the result, the payback arrived on January 1st, on New Year's Eve, in Alexandria, when one of the Coptic churches known by the two saints was bombarded while people were praying in the New Year's Mass a little bit after midnight of 2000, the beginning of 2011. We lost there at least 83 persons uh, Was were killed at that moment. From my point of view, this was the beginning of the sparking against the regime of Mubarak. Mm-hmm. After that, we everybody knows that they started with the famous we, they call it Arab Spring. from my point of view, from day one, was not Arab Spring, but for me was revival of Islam. In fact, in in Egypt, uh, after February eleven, when Mubarak stepped down, complete was occurred, and we realized that Muslim brotherhood uh, ride the the revolution and ended by the the fraudulent election of uh, Morsi to become the first Muslim Brotherhood Egyptian uh, president in June 30, 2012.
0: So the election of Morsi was not valid?
2: There was a lot of fraudulent issues there. Uh, I could say that information came to our offices here in the United States that when the Egyptian army and police entered one of Muslim Brotherhood offices in Suez, a city next to the canal, they found information indicating that the General Shafiq, that he was running against Morsi, he was the winner.
0: Mm. Now, what is it that the... Coptic Christians are experiencing now. Now, we have many reports, uh, very chilling reports, of people being killed, churches being bombed, as many as 40, 60. I even heard over 80 churches being destroyed. So what exactly are the Coptic Christians experiencing right now today?
2: Well, the, the 80 churches up to yesterday. The information that we had was almost 83 churches. They are various churches. This 83 church churches was built in 300 A.D., uh, 450 AD, 600 AD. So it's not a church that will be, was built uh, a couple of years ago, 20 years ago. This, this were kind of piece of art and history of the country, not only related to the Copts. Concerning what's happening to the Copts, the Copts were suffering under the Islamic invasion since 651 AD. Mm-hmm. Certainly for various reasons, history disappeared, and a lot of people, they are not talking about it. But what's happening today is technically the return of the 651, when Muslims occupied Egypt for the first time. Uh, churches were destroyed and attacked. Uh, women and gear was raped and kidnapped. Christian cops, uh, how you call it, uh, stores and uh, business homes, looted, destroyed. Every, every, you call it, you name it, and it will be there. Anything negative would be there. The situation after, uh, after June 30th became very strong against the Christian community because Muslim Brotherhood believes and they are convinced that who sparked this uprising of, of June 30th that led to uh, remove Muslim Morsi are the Christian gods.
0: When we return, we're going to talk more with our special guest today, Dr. Ashraf Ramallah of The Voice of the Cops. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Light of the East's mission is
1: Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the eastern lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to ByzantineCatholic.com. That's ByzantineCatholic.com. Click on the radio button and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep light of the East's illumination bright. Live in a palace, but stay poor.
3: And now, a Sheptitsky Institute Minute with Father Peter Galadza. In
1: 1939, the great Catherine Dardy, founder of Madonna House in Canada and a protege of Dorothy Day, visited Archbishop Andrei Sheptitsky in his palace in Ukraine. Sheptitsky himself was an aristocrat, but this is how Dardy describes her visit. I was ushered into a parlor furnished with the utmost simplicity. Why was it that my mind suddenly imagined a Assisi? Something in the poverty of the palace brought St. Francis to mind, for I knew that Count Sheptitsky was very wealthy. Later, my guess was confirmed by an old peasant woman whom I asked why everything was so poor and shabby. She answered, oh, didn't you know? The Archbishop never spends anything on himself, his comfort or food. It all goes to his poor and his many works of mercy.
3: To learn about degree programs in Eastern Christian Studies, visit
1: SheptitskyInstitute.ca, that's s-h-e-p-t-y-t-s-k-y-institute.ca
0: You're listening to Father Thomas Lawyer on Light of the East. The Tabor Life Institute, which is dedicated to the formation and education in the theology of the body. To find out more about the Tabor Life Institute, you can go to taborlife.org. That's taborlife.org. Especially if you're interested in conferences and retreats, in particular for youth, young adults, and also for those of you who speak Spanish. That's TaborLife.org. Welcome back to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Lawyer, your host with our special guest today, Dr. Ashraf Ramla of the Voice of the Cops. And to find out more about Dr. Ashraf and his work, and more about the Coptic Christians and what they're suffering, go to the website voiceofthecops.org. Voiceofthecops.org. Now, Copts is spelled C-O-P-T-S. That's C-O-P-T-S, and that's actually a Greek Arabic word which basically stands for Egyptian. These are the Christians. That were the Christians of Egypt, and Egypt has an incredible Christian history. In fact, it is from Egypt that we get what we know today as monasticism, and after that, in the Western world, the Western churches, we call religious orders. But it all started in Egypt, and Egypt also was one of the great centers of Christianity, and one of the five great centers of Christianity early on. One of those centers was Alexandria. But today, these Christians, these Coptic Christians, both Orthodox and Catholic, are under terrible persecution, and our guest today is telling us about that. So, Dr. Ashraf, what is it the Coptic Christians are doing, and what can they do, given their situations right now? Are they fleeing? Are they staying? Are they hiding? What are they doing?
2: They are praying. And it was very interesting that a couple of days ago, I was talking with someone in Egypt, and this person told me, we are back to the of martyrs, and mm-hmm. we are so happy.
0: Oh, isn't that amazing?
2: It's <laughs> very touching, right? Yes. No, I was I was just trying to emphasize your introduction about the word copts. It's not Arabic-Greek, it is only Greek.
3: Mm-hmm. And what
2: happened when when Muslims occupied Egypt, in Zayed Egypt, they called it Gazwa, Egypt at the time was called Egyptus.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, Egypt is a Greek word, and since the Arabs, they cannot pronounce the Greek, they take the first word, the first letter... Of the e out, and they take the the S out and they call it itkopi
3: mm-hmm.
2: so technically speaking uh, the, the the cups they are really the the original inheritance of egypt they are the the sons of the ancient Egyptians because they, they 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 never mix it with others. and it is kind of i think the words indicates real the real Egyptians. Mm -hmm. Not only, it's not a religious word, it is is indication for the country, but now became used to indicate this part of the people that are living in Egypt that they are Christian.
0: And the Coptic liturgy, the liturgy that they pray, grew from the original Greek rite of Alexandria, which was developed in the 4th century, and had its own native characteristics. And this process took place mainly in the monasteries, and to this day... The Coptic liturgy has many monastic characteristics. It's celebrated in both Coptic and Arabic. Is is that true, uh, Doctor?
2: That's correct, and it's interesting. In the United States, if you go to a Coptic church, Orthodox church, now the, the Mass is celebrated in Arabic, Coptic, and English.
0: Oh, yes. In fact, you know, Doctor, I'm very privileged, because on the street where I grew up, where my parents still live, there is a Coptic Orthodox Church, St. Mark's Church, and, and, in fact, this church, uh, a few years ago, had two miraculously weeping icons on the icon screen. Yeah. So, in fact, what they're going to do, this community is so well-respected in the area that they're going to actually rename the street that I live on Pope Shenouda Way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's is interesting. <laughs> and for the sake of our listeners, Wait. we use the word Pope, Wait. because in the Coptics, their leader, their patriarch, is called a Pope, correct?
2: Correct. And, you know, it is very interesting and important that we, your listener has to see the difference between living in a civil country like United States of America when something like that happens. The people doesn't have any problem to change the name to meet certain interesting things. While if you go to Egypt, you have to hide your name, you have to hide your identity in hmm. order to, to be able to live.
0: And so, and there there are persecutions in other ways too, like for instance, i I understand that it's more difficult for a Coptic person to get a job or get hired. Uh, in other words, they would prefer the Muslim candidate over the Coptic. Isn't that true? I've heard that.
2: Yeah, that's correct. And I mean if if you wish I, I could tell you my own personal experience, my name, for example, my name is not a Christian name and is not really a Muslim name either. But it is used by both. And usually the parents try to give this kind of ambiguity name, so the child, when growing up, doesn't have a problem. Mm. But the problem is also if we are in Egypt, the Coptic the speak Arabic. There are certain words that uh, the Coptic Christian in the same language, the pronunciation of this language of certain words is said in different way. The Coptic say this in different way, and the Muslims say it in different way, so they all already realize that you are not Muslim anyway.
0: <laughs> Doctor, what, what can our listeners do to help the Coptic Christians of Egypt?
2: Well, uh, there is a lot of things that uh, your listener can help. Number one, as a Christian person, we ask for praying for these people that they are really under attack day and night. Also, we need that Americans open their eyes and their ears a little bit more to what's happening in that part of the world to learn from this part of the world to avoid that this things could happen in the United States and Western countries. And this one of our goals as Voice of the Cops. We try to raise this awareness that don't think that because it is 10,000 miles is not going to happen. It is here already in the United States, and we need to understand it's here, and we need to stand up, not only to protect our freedom of religion, or our religion, because our religion doesn't need us to protect, God protect this religion, but to protect our democracy.
0: A very, very chilling and urgent warning to our listeners that, yes, this could happen here, and, in fact, the scenes of it already here whether we want to accept that or not. It's, I know it's very difficult for us to think about that in our culture, but it is true. And we have to be very, very vigilant and certainly prayerful and aware and a sense of being at one with our fellow Christians, even though, as Dr. said, they may be far away, but they still are brothers and sisters in Christ. And we are united with them in prayer and also in the Eucharist. We partake of the one body of Christ, and so we are at one with each other. In prayer, in the Eucharist, mystically one, and we have to be aware, have to be aware of what they're experiencing and what could actually happen here. So, doctor, what else can the listeners do in addition to awareness and to prayer? Well, we
2: we usually go around uh, explaining uh, what's happening in in Egypt because most of the time our policy is to use. The bad experience that capture Egypt having and transmitted to Western, so that the people could understand what's going on and how we can protect ourselves over all our kids and over all our gear because this is one of the things that unfortunately it is very easy to infiltrate through this and deceiving with information. If you allow me to say one thing important is I can't blame an American or European anything that they they take it for granted because they don't understand the language.
3: Mm-hmm. The
2: language is very important to understand. There is fine point that is not, I, I mean, I read the Quran in Arabic and I see the translation in English. And I could say 70% of the translation in English translated to meet the English language, is not the Arabic verse.
3: Mm. Mm. And
2: this is very important because there is a lot of, for example, the abrogation in the Quran. No one in the United States or no one in Europe understands what that means, abrogation. And usually when they come to speak to any person that doesn't know the Arabic language, they give you the sweet verses that is already abrogated, and they are not using it. Uh-huh. You know? It, 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 there is a lot of things that we, 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 we see the things in, in very, how you call it, in very face value. It is very important for uh, for the future of this country, and the future of, of Europe, and future of our religion, to understand the only goal that the, the religion of Islam is is Hoping for is the caliphate and taking the world under Islam. All the world has to be Muslim.
0: Yes, this is like once again a, a chilling but urgent reality that we have to be vigilant about. That is the goal. Of Islam, especially the Islam extremists. So, well,
2: I mean, I, I don't call it. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. I don't call it Islam extremists. I usually, when I have this kind of conversation, I say, "Who's coming first, the Quran or the terrorist?"
3: Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs>
2: because you, you, you don't know what is go, What is coming first? Is the terrorist made by Quran, or the Quran making
0: terrorists? Yes. Well, Dr. Ashraf, once again, we invite our people to learn more by going to your website, Voice of the Cops. And again, Cops is spelled C-O-P-T-S, voiceofthecops.org. Doctor, I want to thank you for being on our program, Light of the East. I'm sure we'll be talking with you again. And be assured that you and your people, the Coptic Christians, are in our prayers.
2: Thank you very much for having me. I am honored to be with
0: you. Thank you. God bless you. And I want to also thank all of you for listening, for being aware, and For praying. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East.
1: Would you like to hear this Light of the East program again? Welcome to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loya, or hear Father Loya's companion program, A Body of Truth. Just visit the radio page at byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com. Or hear it again hear it again. Hear it again. Hear it again, for the first time. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the eastern lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to byzantinecatholic.com. That's ByzantineCatholic.com. Click on the radio button and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. Light of the East is produced by ADC Media.
0: Thank you for listening. Next week we will return to the Light of the East. To find out more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue this program with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount would be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East, 14610 Will Cook Road, Homer Glen,